0: This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal.
1: What's going on, Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast? I'm really excited. I'm here with Pastor Dante Banks. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well. How are you, my man, friend? Man, I'm
1: doing great. Good to see you. I'm hanging out with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's gold right the there. The Lord is kind. The Lord is kind. So That's right. I do want to say this because I did not know that you had written books.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, man, these like I said, this one screams just to be bought. 99 lessons for my teenage son. That's I, I right. got to say that because just coming out of youth ministry, right? I mean, I did three years. And so I've still got some parents that uh, they got some teenage sons. Right. 99 right. lessons now. Sometimes when somebody says like ninety nine, it's just they're saying a
2: lot, and there's really like twenty two lessons. Yeah, yeah. How many lessons? No, there's ninety (laughs) nine specific (laughs) intentional lessons. Yes, and there could have been three hundred and ninety nine, but yes, ninety nine. And what we found is that you know uh those lessons are useful for everybody. Yeah. Um, I wrote them specifically for my son but it, uh we always say it's a it's an intimate look into manhood for men, women, yeah. everybody. So yeah. it's 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 been it's been very useful. I've had single women come back and re, you what? know read this book and come back to me and say, "Hey, I learned a lot." <laughs> what learned, are you talking uh, about? Learned, tell me yeah. about that. No, th- th- sometimes, you know, you just don't have a picture of manhood and a, and really a vulnerable picture of manhood. Yeah. Oftentimes you don't you don't see that displayed on TV or you know in 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 other outlets in the media. So, you know, this is an intimate conversation yeah. between me and my sons, you know, and and we get vulnerable, you know, yeah. and to have somebody sort of let them behind the curtain of of what real manhood is not not some of that you know facade of manhood that yeah, we, yeah. you know like there's nothing about lifting weights in here nothing at all <laughs> <laughs> nothing at all. All
1: right, well give me an example, and that's that's going to be tricky because I know it's easier in a way to put pen to paper or type on your computer being vulnerable, but then to talk about it. Can right? you give an example? Oh, well, I mean, absolutely. I mean, okay. I, yeah, yeah. That
2: this is my heart on paper. So yeah. uh, you know. But one of the examples that we talk about a lot with my sons is to be Jell-O. Um, one of the, Tell us about the that because I already caught that. In the, yeah, I right, want to hear about it. The, one of the beautiful properties of Jell-O is that its ability to fit in, yeah. to, to, to mold itself, to fit into different situations, different environments, never to change the substance of what it is. So it's still what it is. Intrinsically, it's what it is. If it's grape jello, it's grape jello. And I can be in this mold. I can be in this place. I can be talking to these people. I can be in this environment, but not change who I am it, you know, to yeah. my core, not change my core values, yeah. but still to fit in and to understand, to be moldable enough, pliable enough to, to fit in, to have conversations with different people from different dialogues and different dialects. Yeah. And so, I, you know, it's, we talk a lot about just being able to say, OK, I don't have to be so stoic. I don't have to be yeah. so hard that I can't empathize or that I yeah. can't, But I, but I don't have to change who I am. Yeah. Um, and so Jell O can mold into a specific space, but never changes properly. like that. I like that. Yeah, so I like be that. Jell-O.
1: Man, yeah. I think we're going to be going to church today. I think we're going <laughs> to yeah, be going absolutely. to church. I mean, I want to talk. I want to hear about your testimony. I heard it once. I really want it shared. Oh, but uh, also, my family and I were blessed to get to come visit God Chasers, yeah, your church. Thank you so much for coming. Hey, by. oh, man. No, thank you. It was such a blessing. And yeah. I'll tell you what. Man, I don't know if you preach like that every Sunday. But um that, <laughs> no, that
2: was a special Sunday.
1: No. That's a special no. Sunday. I don't believe you at all. I don't believe you. Um, that was a special time. Yeah, it was super, super powerful and uh just your, your creative gifts and the metaphor that you brought to life, um and, and and we can talk about it if we have time. I don't know. if We're going to wind up with a three hour podcast yeah. or or not. Is this but defense,
2: defense, uh, where
1: you guys? Yes, there for the, heck yeah. Or, or fence? Oh, you okay. see, you're like which one? <laughs> no. Which one of my great metaphors? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> we were there for the uh, yeah. the fence. That, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. God, yeah. They they you built on over stage. offenses. Yeah. Getting over offenses. Yeah. Yeah, Talking about the offended heart and how sometimes we take we, you know, we build things to sort of insulate ourselves from from, you know, hurts. But it ends up isolating us in a certain way. And particularly a lot of times in relationships, you build up these fences um, that come from. and, And the truth, the dangerous thing about offenses is that it's justified. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah just, you really were hurt. Somebody really did hurt you. They really did this thing to you. But then you built this permanent structure over a temporary hurt. You right. built this permanent sort of thing over a temporary hurt. And, you know, it, we're just in a season now of tearing down those offenses and yeah. and, and getting back to actually having relationship with people and, and saying, I can forgive you and I can move on. And I don't have to build a permanent fence that's yeah. going to isolate me and keep me from not having loving relationships anymore because I, I was hurt once. Right. God is the healer of those hurts. And that, that, I thought that was a great um, – not to pat myself on the back. I did hey, I just I'll, thought I'll that, it, it that for was a you. great message. Um, it was a great great and message it, it really helped
1: some people it, it, really it was it was a great message um one of the things i think you know uh, you being creative like you are and i have some creativity but you're you're on a whole nother level but here's the deal here's the deal like if i had thought of that really cool idea i probably would have put a graphic up of a fence right but not you not you <laughs> right what'd you do what'd you do because this is what made it so impactful <laughs> is all of a sudden we come out with a two by four. Yeah. Uh, you tell uh, us I and mean, I, I know you don't have it here right now, I,
2: but it's powerful. I literally built mm-hmm. yes. a fence on the stage. Yeah. Uh, I I brought my nail gun out, which is it's always dangerous when you see me with a <laughs> nail gun, but <laughs> I brought my nail gun out and, you know, I wanted to just I wanted to show the the permanency that happens when we are offended. Yeah. And how seriously we take it you know it's not it's not just you know sort of something we stack together we really we uh, you know the bible talks about us writing his promises on the tablets of our heart yeah but we write offenses on the tablets of our heart yeah we we, we we mark them down and we and we keep them And the bible says in first corinthians 13 it says love keeps no record of wrong yeah it keeps no record of wrong like we're all trying to aspire to that place but when you get to the place of understanding that because God loves me, and because of my relationship with God, the Bible says that no, no nothing by any means shall harm you. Yes, and nothing. It, it even goes on to say that you shall you can put your hand on the adder, and though he may bite you. It doesn't say you won't get bitten. It says you won't be utterly destroyed. Oh, that's good. And that's so that's so powerful that we got to understand that it's my, it's my assignment to love on people and I can't do that in the space of offense. So yeah. I got to get over my fence. I got to tear down my fence. Now here's the thing, like
1: you would, and you can go uh, to God Chasers on Facebook, at least. I don't know if there's a YouTube or sure, what. You can yeah. you can watch this sermon. Um, yes. But you kept like building like this fence. It yeah. was so cool. Yeah. I mean, because you built one, and you would like call out, like, you know, maybe your wife did this, and you do it a oh, lot cooler sure. than me saying that. <laughs> and you gave examples, and right. people were, man, they were walking with you. Right. They were right up on stage. Like, they were like, yeah.
2: Right yeah because again these things are real this really happened yeah. to me and no you yeah. know, at some point uh, understanding you know from a place of empathy that hey these things, these offenses are real. Yep. And you, you, I'm not ignoring what really happened to you. But what I'm asking you to do is is forgive like God has forgived, forgiven us. Right. You know, and, and to have that same forgiving heart. And when I start thinking about the things that I've been forgiven for, yeah. it makes it a little easier for me to have grace on somebody else. Yeah. You know, it just yeah. makes it a little easier. All right.
1: Grace. Now, I'm not even done. Uh, all right. So you build this <laughs> fence. First of all, then you drop this. You build this fence on stage. With that gun, and it's dramatic, okay. and then you, you you walk behind the fence, and you say you say something like this: "Like y'all thought I was building a fence, but I was building a prison." You remember yeah. that? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. and then
2: you went on and broke it down. How? Right. You know, I don't know if you got anything to add. No. There, in, but, G- in Luke chapter seventeen, um, it's Jesus is having a conversation, and he says, "Woe unto those who are offended, but woe unto those." Who, through the offense that is they carry out offenses yeah so that means like because I'm offended now I'm I am an offense to other people yeah and then he goes on to to, to give a parallel about being in a prison. And, and and we're like, well, how did he get from here to there? But that's what happens when you yeah. build those fences. They yeah. become prisons for you. And yeah. you think it's protection, but it's not protection. It's a prison. Right, yeah, right. You something. think it's protection.
1: All right, now you think, like, okay, we're done. Like, that was amazing. That was powerful. We're, we're done. You were not done. Okay. <laughs> You took, you took that fence then apart, and you right. showed what Jesus, instead of building a fence, did. Come right. on, man. Right. So Jesus Come on.
2: took his offenses, and it, it's difficult to show it. I know. Here, I know. Yeah, I didn't his, ask you to bring your right. your gun, your staple gun. But he took his offenses, and his the, the cross is the ultimate offense. It's the ultimate mm-hmm. offense. Mm-hmm. And and the, the Bible says he, he was bruised, fired. Transgressions. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. so uh, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. But yes. by his stripes we are healed. Yeah. And that's what he did with his with his offenses, right? He used yeah. his offenses to heal us. And so now in, you know, when Jesus asked his disciples, How do you follow me? He said, Take up thy cross. Yeah. Take come up on. that cross, come and on. so now we have to take up those offenses. And you know, what just, just alluding them. to we literally—I mean, come on—two of the beams, and we made a cross. And, yeah, and and that's my responsibility to take those offenses, yeah. and make them make them a cross. And now I'm I'm not on the cross, but I carry my cross. Right, you know, this man. Is if testimony. I was a part of God
1: Chasers Church, I'd just be like, "What's he going to do Sunday? <laughs> What's he going to do Sunday?" It was so powerful, like because you could, and I know just now you. Have had to explain it, but right. but uh, it's so powerful. Then when you took those the the wood and you showed us yeah. that cross, yeah. I mean that was amazing. Yeah. Dang, yeah, okay, no, you gonna I mean, preach that we Sunday? God, this Sunday? No, I mean no. when your guest next time your guest preaching, are you gonna take that sermon or you got a fresh no. different one? Yeah. How do you not <laughs> take that one, man? That that one's gold. <laughs> you must have a it's lot good. of
2: gold in that creative mind. Man, I I trust God for the next one. Yeah. The same God who gave me yeah. the same, you know, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave That's is alive right. today on the inside of That's us. Right. So we have that same power and yeah. you know that same creativity. And so I just go to God for that that next thing and I'm praying that he that he gives it to me. But I am excited the message you know that I have um for our friends in Dallas yeah. on Sunday, it's going to be great as well. Oh, man. Okay. That's a good message. All right. I believe yeah. that.
1: I yeah. believe that. All right. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Um, I want to get to your testimony. We could talk about food. We've been talking about food talk about a little food. bit. We could talk about family. There's a lot to talk about. But uh, also, I just want to mention, because this is brand new, right. um, I Will Not Fear. 30 days to a
2: fearless life. Is this right. also like available on Amazon? Absolutely. Okay. Um, everything okay. I've written yeah. is available now on God. Amazon. You can get it now. But um, I will not fear it. Just that was something that we wrote. Um, I was writing this sort of during the pandemic and I started to get a lot of calls from people just about fear, about yeah. anxiety, about not, you know. There's, there's a, lot a lot of anxiety. Right. There's a yeah. lot of anxiety now. And it's perpetuated, you mm-hmm. know. It's, um, you know the news, the media. I'm not sort of anti-media, but we we live in a time. But you're and not, a space. Pro I'm not pro <laughs> either. Pro media, even. But we live in a time and <laughs> a space where the, the, the media is incentivized mm. to yes, make you are. feel anxiety, and that's unfair. And that's and that's it's probably unfair to the people who work in media. So I'm not against those people, but it's right. also it's unfair to us that that the sort of perpetuation of fear. The perpetuation of things not working, the Bible says, uh, take no thought, um, cast down every imagination. But we all we do is feed ourselves these negative yeah. images and these negative things. And what I've found myself doing as a pastor is just having conversations with people that said, No, the Lord is good, yeah. the Lord is kind. I even adapted, sort of, I've been saying this for the last year or so, the Lord is kind. The Lord is kind. Like yeah. we talk about all the characteristics of God, but of all his characteristics, he's a kind God. He yeah. is a kind God. That's good. And, and he has created, a, the Bible says, to, to every, um, in every difficult situation, he's created a way of escape. Yeah, and so, you, but a lot of times, where you mm. you don't we don't arm ourselves with the right information right. about God, about our lives, about the situation, and then we end up you know feeling destitute and down. So the book I will not fear was just it's just supposed to be thirty days of just encouraging yourself by the word of the Lord and, and encouraging yourself and reminding yourself there's no reason to fear that there's no reason to fear. I, I, I start the book talking about. Um, being able to, like, at, at some point, you know, going into my kid's room and realizing that they were scared, they're scared of the darker, yeah. they're scared of... A lot of times they were scared of something that wasn't there. Yeah. It did not exist. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of yeah. times we don't realize fear is our imagination going off the rails. Right. So that's all it is. It's you've, you've taken something, you've imagined the worst-case scenario, right. and you said, this is going to happen. Yeah. And oftentimes it's not even there at all. Yeah. But, you know, at some point as a as a father to my son it was it's my job to remind him that I'm I'm here. Yeah. Not only is whatever you were afraid of not there. Ooh. but I'm here. Right? Yeah. Whatever you were afraid yeah. of probably doesn't exist. But even if it did exist. Even if there were monsters in the closet, God is with you. Yeah. Even if there was a, you know, something Keep under the bed, bed going God is for you. So not only are, are you not alone, but God is for you. He is pro you. He wants to see you win. He wants to see you conquer. He wants to see you get over it. And so everything that's happening in your life is just a testimony for where you shall be and what what you shall accomplish. And so we we just wanted to spend some time, take 30 days and just remind ourselves, you know, don't watch the news. (laughs) Right. But remind ourselves that God is with us. God is for us. Not only is he for us, but he he has strengthened us. The Bible says he strengthened Mm. us with, with his strong right hand. He holds us up he holds us up with a strong right hand and so god is present he's a very present help in a time of trouble
1: yeah man and i just opened this up i didn't even know you've been writing these books (laughs) and uh golly just awesome but um, just looking at these 30 days, and I, yeah. I personally really like this, just knowing that, I mean, the best way for us to fight the misinformation that we get in our head, right. the lies that we hear from the enemy or right. from the world or from the news right. or from Facebook right. or from Instagram, right. but also just in our own mind, those insecurities, the best way it seems to me to fight it is with the information, the truth. That's right, the Word and of and God. The Word of God, yeah. right? The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And yeah. there it is. I mean, every one of these Thirty days. I love it. It's just it's yeah, scripture. scripture. Isaiah forty one ten, Exodus yeah. fifteen two, yeah. Hebrews thirteen six. Here we go. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, man, I'm excited. The Bible I, says, yeah, let, "Let let the
2: word of God, mm-hmm. let God be true, and let let every man be a liar." And that and that's so important that we can go back. Um, I often ask people, you know, particularly in relationships and things like that. I, I spend a lot of time talking about relationships. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah I've been with the same girl since I was 17 years old. We've been married, you know, 25 years now. Wow. And it's yeah. just, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking about relationships. But I wonder, when you don't have God, what's the foundation? Like what the Bible calls itself in Acts, it says it is the plumb line. How do you know what's real, what's good, what's bad, what's right, what's wrong? How do you know if cheating is wrong or cheating? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. At some point, you know, if you don't have a foundation – and yeah. the Bible gives us these foundational principles to, to live by. And yeah. so I don't want to, you know, be preachy, but at some point, you got to be able to go back to the foundation. And yeah. so from, you know, with this particular book, we yeah. just wanted to go back to some foundational principles and, and be able to talk about, hey, this is the plumb line. This is the, the space yeah. by which we live. And so everything else is is, is you know. It's just uh, monsters in the dark. It's I like not, that. It's not real. I
1: like that, man. That is some good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, and you are a relationship guy. I can tell from your sermon. I know I just got to hear that one sermon, uh, which was amazing. <laughs> but, man, you did. You made it so relevant. I mean, yeah. it was kind of crazy. <laughs> I mean, you were just in people's kitchen everywhere you turn around. But relationships, you obviously yeah. understand them because you yeah. would say something. And it, w- it would be funny, first of all. Like Jesus, like he'd tell the parables and he'd right. open their heart often with some humor right. or a story. You were opening our heart with the humor. But, man, it was coming real quick with the
2: truth. Right, right. No, it's very <laughs> it's important. A gift. That you, yeah, well, you know, it's very important that, that – people are able to receive you. And oftentimes when you just come, you know, uh, my dad used to say, uh, you know, to a hammer, everything's a nail. You know what I mean? To a hammer, everything's a nail. And that's just so true. And I, I don't want to always be, sometimes you need, you don't need a hammer. You need a scalpel. Yeah. And the, the truth is the sharper the scalpel, you don't know your cut. <laughs> yeah. You won't yeah. even realize that your cut, if the scalpel is sharp enough, you won't even realize your cut until you're cut. You yeah, know what I mean? And yeah, so that's I, good. I sort of want to be already sewing people up by the time they even realize. <laughs> that, <laughs> is great, the that is great, man.
1: That is great. Another beautiful metaphor.
2: That is awesome. Well, you mentioned your
1: dad, and I did say I wanted to hear your testimony, and you have, you know, I jokingly say, take us to church, which, yeah. but, but what you've done, what you've shared is just taken us right in the presence of God, right in the presence of Jesus, and just let the Holy Spirit speak to us through your words and through your ideas. So I want to thank you for that. And people are going to be blessed uh, if you're able to share some of your testimony, too. I mean, so if you don't know Pastor Dante, um, like I said, he's pastor of God Chasers uh, Church. And sometimes I just wonder. I like people to know. Well, how'd you get there? Right. I mean, because God has right. done a work in your life. So, oh, uh, are you? Yeah. Can you just share with us some of your testimony? I so mean, funny, I right? heard it and it blessed me, and I
2: want I want our people to hear it. I tell a story about my son. Um, my son, um, he was on a slide. He, had, he was just a toddler. Yeah. Somehow, you know, we took our eyes off him for just a second, and he had got it to like the very top of this like high slide. Yeah. We, we used to live in Seattle, and we were at, okay. We're at this, you know. He's at. I mean, it's it's really up there. It's probably twenty feet in the yeah. air. Yeah, yeah. And we said, you know, we look at him and we say, we used to call him baby. We probably shouldn't have done that. Because <laughs> we probably shouldn't should call done him that. baby. We called him baby till he was like not a baby. Right, right, right. Uh, I said, baby, how'd you get up there? And he says, first I got on this thing. And then I got on that thing and now I'm stuck. <laughs> and that's that's like my entire life in a nutshell. That's First funny. I got on this thing, then I got on that thing. Come on. And now I'm stuck. Oh that's <laughs> funny. That's funny. But um I was I was I was actually born in Waco, Texas, raised here in San Antonio, Texas. My okay. family's from here. Okay. Um I, I always say I'm I'm a son of the city. I love San Antonio. I, I really am. A, I I moved away from here for a little while, but I could not wait to get get back wow. and you could ask anybody I I could not wait to get back yeah. to San Antonio because I love this city yeah. I love the uh, I love the air I just you know, I don't necessarily love the heat, but I, I do. I love the air <laughs> That's in the great. city. I That's just funny. I really do, and I'm I'm such a fan of the city, and uh, but I I was raised in the worst place that San Antonio has to offer. Okay, and I mean you know some of the places that I was raised in now you can't even go to because they don't exist anymore. They were torn down. Yeah, um, in the nineties, they um, in the early two thousands. Excuse me, they tore down a lot of these neighborhoods because they were just wow so destitute okay. and, and bad or whatever. But um, when my, when I was about five years old, my mom and dad got divorced and that's not the sad part. The sad part that's is it. his parting gift to her was he taught her how to smoke crack. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> crack cocaine. Yeah. yeah, Wow. And so as they split up right during that time, that was, di- I'm sure difficult for both of them. Both of them picked up the habit of this drug, crack yeah. cocaine. And uh, And so a part of my upbringing was I lived in the crack house. I lived there. Yeah. Uh, my mom smoked crack and she's she she's not embarrassed by this. She'll tell this story because she's she's been saved and sanctified. She hasn't yeah. touched anything like that in thirty years. Yeah. But during this time, which was a very difficult time for our family, my yeah. mom smoked um crack we lived in the crack house and my dad also you know when so it, there was no escape yeah you know no matter what we lived in this environment and it was a very tumultuous environment we were very poor and um but we were just you know growing up as a family um and i remember this had probably been 4 or 5 years my my dad um had gotten so small he he just mm-hmm. turned into a, just a, a small person, you know. Yeah. Uh, crack had ravished our families, yeah. um, ravished him, and even though my my dad and my mom didn't live together, it, they just you know I couldn't escape it. Yeah. Anyway, one day my dad's wrestling with me. Um, I, we went to visit my dad, and he's wrestling with me, and I think I was about ten years old by the time, so this is probably five years in. Yeah. And he just pauses, and he grabs me. He's holding me there. Um, it's it's the weirdest thing, and I remember it like it was yesterday. Bad. I mean, you know, it was 32 years ago. I remember it like it was yesterday. Wow. Yeah. And he was so thin. I just remember he was so frail. And, you know, my dad's he's, he's like me. It's a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he looked me in the face, and he said, I'm about to change my life. What? Just like that. It was no... You know, no angels, no trumpets, yeah. no anything, just a decision. Wow. You know, the Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's just a decision. He just said, I'm going to change my life. And it and wow. it, it was almost as if, and if anybody knows my dad, I look a lot like my dad, okay. you know, okay. and it was almost like he wasn't. I was a mirror for him, Yeah, you know, and he just looked me right in my face and he says, I'm going to change my life. And it it almost felt like like everything paused, the music stopped, you know what I mean, and everything. And then all of a sudden it was just like, and the day went on. Wow. But I'll never forget that he had that moment with me.
1: Man, this is amazing. I'm just having the best time talking to Pastor Dante Banks. I bet you're being blessed as well. And so we're going to have a part two of our conversation, our interview with this pastor of God Chasers. Uh, Man, amazing testimony and faith that you're going to hear. You do not want to miss it. So be sure next Saturday to tune in to Very Bold Radio and Podcast. You're going to hear about an amazing miracle and more things God has done. So do not miss it. Be sure to email me, steve at verybold.com. I want to pray for you and just remind you next week, don't miss Pastor Dante Banks. Now, this is how we sign off. This is why we're called Very Bold, because the Apostle Paul talked about the amazing hope that we have of Jesus Christ. It is real. He said this in 2 Corinthians 3, 12. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold.
0: Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email steve at VeryBold.com.